party people is in the place to be. What's up, Internet City? How are you guys? Hope you all are having a great week so far. Um, Sam is already in the chat. Hi, Sam. Sam, how are you? Hi. We are kicking things off on a Wednesday. Yes, it. it so uh, I, I kind of mentioned this last week that our recording schedule is all discombobulated. We're yeah. supposed to be recording on Wednesdays every Wednesday night. <laughs> But this month uh, especially has uh, just been all over the place. Recording on Thursdays, recording on Fridays, recording on Wednesdays. What day haven't we recorded on? That's what I I don't know. Monday. Yeah, I guess. That's truly the answer. I guess so. (laughs) I guess Kyle. Yes, it is infamous in whatnots lore that I work late on Mondays and we mm-hmm. never do anything on Mondays unless a very hot trailer hits. Like, like if Spider-Man's on the scene, then I can fit something in on Mondays. But our software at work went down this week. So, <laughs> so it was, it's like 530 and there's nothing else I can do because the software is down. And I'm like, I don't know what to do with a Monday off. I don't know what this looks like. <laughs> so I just went to the movies. <laughs> Interesting. Like I wanted to see Woman King this weekend. I Monday's kind of a weekend. Happy Monday night. Let's go see a woman be king. Okay. So I I, I was not expecting to have to bring this up because I don't have the the finished graphic yet. But let's do <gasps> let's do Hollywood. Let's do Yankee Goes to Hollywood. Our 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 candle segment. Right yes. Away. Surprise. Here we go. Relax. <laughs> that. Graphic is a work in Prague. Um, but yes, so so you went to go see Woman King. What did you think? I had a great time. It it's a lot of fun. It's I, I would classify it as an action movie. It deals with a lot of very heavy historical material. But I think it's That's ultimately cool. a good time. It, it's not a bummer. That's you can cool. enjoy the Woman King. Good stuff. So if if the woman king could be distilled down into a candle, what would the woman king mm. smell like? Oh. I feel like I know what color the candle is, and it's okay. this like rich color of like the, the red dirt that they had in parts of this African landscape. It was so nice just to get to spend two hours in a landscape that I'm not super familiar with. I really okay. treasured it. Sure. So, you know, that rich sort of like burnt umber of, right, yeah. of, of the dirt and the clay in that area. I feel like that's the main color I came away with. And that's the color I want for the candle wax. Perfect. And I think it smells like gunpowder. Okay. Okay. And. Oh. And sweat. Like a. I'm a, like a coming. Take the sweat candle home today. <laughs> Brighten up your home with the scent of sweat. For t- two installments of nine ninety nine, you can have a a very, a very kingly sweat. Right. Uh, I think it'll have like a little bit of a salty smell to it, a little bit of seawater. Sure. And seawater and fresh water. It smells like two kinds. It smells like a real like salty, a dramatic sea spray candle. N- no, just two waters at, at once. We don't. We don't got to start dividing a candle it's up a, like it's a cake into little slices. It's a brackish candle then. Brackish candle. Smells like brackish water. It smells like a sensual waterfall 
Um, Ooh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Like where that's going? Yeah. <laughs> Good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Whatnots Captain's Log number 206, where every week we thirst for the taste of legend. My name is Kyle you got it, folks. Springer, and I am joined by Melissa Wilkinson. Melissa, how are you? I am doing well, Kyle. I hope your week is also well. My my week has been pretty good. I thought you were about to say, well, you got it right this time, Kyle, because last week I screwed it up on the show. I was like, we thirst yeah. for the taste of vengeance. <laughs> I mean, we can thirst for a lot of things, but legend. Legend is the main thirst point every week. Indeed. Indeed. Um, yeah, my my week has been an interesting one. My neighbor died. Uh, <laughs> is is this you? I, no, Kyle, I have to say you wrote this in our show notes and I just search my brain to remember if you had ever mentioned a significant neighbor to me. I'm sorry to say, I don't think I know this neighbor you're talking about. Uh, neighbor on this side of me over here, if you're in the studio here. Um, so it, it, so yeah, it, interesting day about a week ago in the morning, I walk outside to take our garbage bin, uh, back up to the garage and I just see a dog out in the middle of the, sh- of the street, just, just a little small guy. Just 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 a little tiny one. And he's just he's happy. He's minding his own business. He's totally fine. He's sniffing some things. He's licking some things. He's eating some things, you know, just dog tanks. Right. Um, Yeah. And. I think it's weird, but I kind of just go on with my day. I don't really think about it. Um, And it's one of those things like I'm in a neighborhood, like it's a nicer, quieter neighborhood. So I'm like, Mm hmm. You know, it wouldn't be that strange to see a dog just kind of out and about, like in someone's front yard or something like that. Maybe not the best place, but it's still just like like wouldn't be far fetched. Right. Uh, So I just go back inside and mind my day that night. I'm watching TV with my girlfriend and all of a sudden we see red and blue lights just flashing and stuff like that. No sirens, just the, the, mm. the, the lights. And so I look outside and immediately it hits me. I was like. I haven't heard the dog that's next door that barks all day long. I, I, I haven't heard like it, it barks all day long and I've not heard the dog all day, 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 day long. So I was like, oh, shit, like, I wonder if something happened to the neighbor and the dog got out somehow or who like who knows what. Um, eventually, I did hear the dog again. So it, it, somehow that dog is safe. I don't know if it's the same dog that was. OK, so there's. There's a dog you hear barking all the time, but you've never seen it, so you can't identify it on site. Right. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, I know it is a small one, so it's like it could be that one, but uh but but yeah, we see all these flashing lights and we see an ambulance, we see a fire truck, we see the cops out there. It's wild. Uh and they go in with a stretcher and they bring someone out on a stretcher a stretcher sometime later. And yeah, like from that night kind of going for well, I guess like that next day. I did hear the dog again, but started to not hear the dog anymore. 
which I love dogs. I'm a dog person. That dog would not shut up. That dog would bark and bark and bark and bark and bark and bark. And it'd be like three in the morning, just outside, just barking at the top of its lungs. And our window in our bedroom is like right on Mm -hmm. the side of the house where the dog is. So it's just like right outside our window, just barking nonstop. Um, And if if anything, that is the silver lining that this dog is no longer here. (laughs) But. Yes, it turns out that uh, the older gentleman who lived in the house next to us, something happened. He passed away. I don't know if it was a heart attack or a stroke or who knows what. Um, But this whole week, they've been relatives or friends or who knows what. They've been cleaning out the house and throwing things out. They have one of those big like. um, Wow pods not not the thing that i used uh, to yeah, move yeah, like, like those, a big dumpster big, yeah they yes. have one of those things that they can just toss yeah. things in and that's what they've been up to up to wow. this whole it's, week uh that's so, quite prompt following that death it, it, it it's been happening pretty fast yeah uh, and there's been multiple different people here all week like it's been different cars they've been taking shifts and and st- stuff like that so they they, they have a whole system uh, but that's been my week is like spying on all the, all the people <laughs> and like what they're tossing out. Like, ooh, that's a couch. Ooh, that couch does not look good. Uh, OK, there, there's okay, like so, 30 trash bags out here. Oh, my God. So. So yeah. this is a tale not of of sadness. You did not personally know this neighbor. You just know that you had a neighbor and now you don't. And it's a tale of just suburban looky-loo curiosity. Yep. Kind of. Okay. <laughs> Basically, All right. I, so I, I went and knocked on their door shortly after we moved in because somehow I've ended up with three of those giant like garbage bin things at my house. Just like oh. the regular like ones you can roll okay, down yeah. to the street. We have three of them and it's just me and my girlfriend like we we barely even fill up one of them in a week and the garbage comes once a week so we put our thing out there like once maybe twice a month but we just have three of these things and like all our neighbors have two but i I went to go knock on their door to be like hey is this extra one yours but no one came to the door like i've i've not like like, I've barely even seen people in that house. I know that they're there. I've heard them and 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 stuff and stuff, stuff like that. And there's been like a few times that I've looked out the window and it's like, OK, someone is working on a car in the front yard there. Uh, but yeah, so that's been my, my week. <laughs> OK, oh, <laughs> I guess I guess I'm happy. I, I this isn't a situation where you say I'm sorry for your loss because you didn't really lose anything it's, personally. I'm sorry for honest, that family, whoever that family is. Yeah, my condolences go out to, to them. My girlfriend and I took a shot and cheers to peace and quiet because that dog is no longer here. That is the silver lining at the end of the day. We were just like, oh, this is great. <laughs> I thought you were going to say my girlfriend and I took over a small care package. We took over a hot dish. We took over some cookies. No, you two took shots on your own. Yeah. (laughs) We're terrible people. (laughs) 
No, that's okay. I understand. It's great. I understand that neighbor you see maybe, but don't super know when you've only been there for a couple months when they die. I don't know what the neighbors do. I understand. I don't think you're beholden to do anything. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that, I mean, that, that was that, that's all <laughs> that was, was wow. that story there. So <laughs> I will Good say, I'm glad stuff. it's this and not, um, <laughs> you and your girlfriend are harrowed. You are heartbroken. You loved this neighbor. <laughs> they were a dear friend. What a great neighbor, you, you know, <laughs> all of that stuff. Um, Alyssa, I, we, we have yeah. some, some, th- th- Real small Marvel news. We got some Star Wars news. I say we get rid of that stuff. We knock that stuff off of our list here, and then we can do the second half of the show. I have a question about movies that have moved you, like emotionally Mm. or like were formative for you. Um, (laughs) Not physically. Made a big impact, right? I guess I guess the only movie that has moved me physically is when we went to see Bullet Train in 4DX. Uh, (laughs) It's the one. (laughs) Uh, So we'll do that in the second half. But let's talk some Marvel news right now. Yeah. Uh, Real quick. Two things that I I found I saw this week is that reportedly Miss Marvel season two has been greenlit. So good. Congratulations to the cast and crew of Miss Marvel. Um, Kyle, I got to yes. tell you, I was over at my older brother's house the other day mm-hmm. and my my niece, who's five, about to turn six, just started kindergarten. She's playing. She's got all her toys pulled out. She's like taking like couch cushions and she's made like a fort. And yep. it's like a place where stuffed animals live. It's like a home for stuffed animals. It's like a shelter for like other animals that come to them. You know, right, like, yeah. oh, this is a this is a loose dog. We're going to take the dog in. She's playing some sort of a game like that. And then my brother puts on Miss Marvel, which he's slowly been watching through in, in, in his spare time as a dad. Mm-hmm. And it's episode four. It's the episode where she goes to Pakistan to see her, her extended family. Sure. Yeah. And my niece just like stops in the middle of what she's doing, just like doesn't move. She's got a stuffed animal just in her hand. She's not playing like, with it. Laser eyed. Glued. She's she's paused in like a weird angle. She's like crouched like on the floor in front of the TV. She could have like climbed back up on the couch and sat down. No, she's just like frozen. She's fascinated. And it's. That's so awesome. Right. (laughs) I don't know if she'd seen the show before. She didn't seem to have familiarity with it. She wasn't like, oh, what's Kamala doing now? And it's an episode where so much of the dialogue is subtitled. And she didn't lose interest during all the subtitled parts, but she also didn't ask us, hey, what are they saying? Yeah. She just watched. And then she, she asked my brother, like, I have to go to the bathroom. Will you pause this? So we do. And then Amazing. while she's in the bathroom, he, like, pulls up some YouTube video on his phone he wanted to show me. And so she hears, like, the TV, TV type noises from she's the like, other hey! room. And she yells at us from the bathroom. <laughs> yes. She's like, I told you to pause that. <laughs> we're like that's don't worry great. we did it's something else so yeah <laughs> that's so Little awesome. Miss marvel fan right <laughs> good for her yeah, i'll have so to great. ask like has she watched the rest of the series how much does she know yeah has she been interested in superheroes before she's got you a know, couple she... wonder woman things oh okay but i i don't know what her marvel lo- exposure level is oh there she does go. love spider-verse 
love Spider-Verse. Mm, good stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff. Well, starting them off with some great things there, yeah. right? Yeah. Miss Marvel and Spider-Verse and Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. That's awesome. I love that a lot. Um, yeah, I, I am excited for season two of Miss Marvel. I know my thoughts on that show kind of went downhill as it continued. But like like we said, like it, it has a lot of great stuff uh, in, mm-hmm. in that in that show. So I'm excited for there to be more. Uh, and then next up, I got to get my notes back up here. Uh, Foggy Nelson supposedly returning in Daredevil Born Again. I would I, love it. I kind of think, duh, like he's a fan favorite. <laughs> you have to get him in there. But Kevin Feige has been like, hey, don't think of this as like season four, right? Like this is yeah. a new season one. So they don't necessarily need to have the same cast or the same characters, right? Um, could be something a little different. But I'm glad he is returning. I like Foggy a lot. He's great. Yeah. Fan I, favorite. I love him. Yeah. I I always found him very charming. And I have been yes. hoping. Yeah. I want him. Like, even I don't, like I've been saying for years, I don't care what else we get out of those Netflix shows. I want I would take only Foggy, a small cameo appearance. Just put Eldon Henson in the back right, of yes. any coffee shop scene or something. I want him in there. Yeah. He could be the lawyer for some superpowered hockey team, right? How how great would that be? Like a little Mighty Ducks nod. There you go. I, um, I, that would be wonderful. Yeah. Does the whole hockey team have the same superpower? Interesting. What if it's someone <laughs> that has the superpower of like repeating themselves? So it's all it's all ju- <gasps> ju- ju- just like the oh, same just a person. multiple man hockey league. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Interesting. That, that'd be good. That'd be fun. But that's that's all. That's all the Marvel. Good. News I'm happy for to this know week. these facts. Thank yeah. you. Good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, Melissa, I know you are less of a Star Wars fan than I am. Uh, but Star Wars Andor premiered today. The first three mm-hmm. of them are are out. Uh, you can go watch them on Disney Plus. Uh, have are you are are you interested in watching this one, <sighs> Melissa? I don't think I've got room for Andor. I Godspeed to Andor. I wish it the best. I am happy it's happening for people. Uh, I'm gonna. I decided like. I don't I don't have enough budget in my life to spend it on that much Star Wars. I'm going to next time they have a movie, I'll see the movies. I, I'm intrigued by the acolyte. I yeah. look forward to skeleton crew. I'm not going to do all the Star Wars. I can't do all the Star Wars. I'll pick and choose my Star Wars. Understandable. Understandable. Um, Melissa, this show is fucking awesome. <laughs> this this show is, is what I've heard. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's. It feels so different from everything else we've gotten Star Wars so far uh, in the best way possible. This is the like the premier prestige Star Wars show that I feel like at least I have been wanting for so long. Um, And as as much as I like the Mandalorian and I'm excited for season three coming up, um, I think the easiest way to describe the Mandalorian is that it's just the cartoons, but live action like it, it which I love the cartoons. They're fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's exactly what it is, especially with Dave Filoni, uh, like writing and pr- pr- 
and producing and directing a lot of them. Um, I know there's more people in that. There's John Favreau and stuff like that. But Dave Filoni has his fingers in that and he's kind of continuing some of the storylines from the cartoons in the Mandalorian and stuff like that. And it just it feels like a smaller show. It 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 feels like a continuation of the cartoon in a way that like also the Marvel shows have been like trying to figure out their pacing and like how to tell a story that's not a movie, but not a show that is going to continue on forever. Maybe it's a smaller thing, but it might get a season two, but we're not sure. Maybe you'll get a season two down the road after a certain movie happens. Like it, they're in this weird limbo with some of the Marvel shows and then here's this and it, 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 it holy moly this is good <laughs> the first three feel like a movie in the best way possible it feels like a show that is confident and knows what it is doing um it is a spy espionage thriller that okay. yeah is building tension uh, there was some action in this th- third one, but it is not like the big bombastic. There has to be some fight scene or explosion like it. It's tense. It's it's exactly what you want from like a spy espionage uh, thing. So I highly recommend if you are in the least bit inter- interested uh, to go check it out. I highly recommend it. It's here. Um, we will <laughs> be doing uh some reactions <laughs> me and ignacio will be reacting to to it we're going to be recording that on saturday um and then i think instead of doing it week to week we're going to do it in bunches of three uh so we'll let them stack up and then talk about them every so often there <laughs> melissa you're I, I i said andor just, is here and you burst in, just, in the laughter you give you give all these compliments. You're like, yeah, it's a great show. If you're interested, it's definitely here. check it out. It's here. Like you say that, like it's also an adjective. Bam. Like, it's here. This check is what it it's got going for it. <laughs> Existence. <Yeah>. Presence. <laughs> right. Like something like a, like a movement has arrived. Like after you've just seen the Beatles on the Ed Sullivan show and you're like, something Andor new is, is here. here. <laughs> enter the age of andor um uh, yeah no i guess this is how you know something's really good when you say it's here (laughs) andor look at him go (laughs) right (laughs) (laughs) um no i mean like it's it's not like i'm reviewing it early or anything like that like i don't know if people keep up up to date as much as i do with like what sh- shows are out mm-hmm. and what the release dates are and what the schedules are and stuff like that so oh well i said what yeah I said. in case <laughs> i also had to be reminded when andor was uh I, it's today yeah it is here you're you're, you're not wrong it's here it's not anywhere else <laughs> <laughs> indeed um so yeah i've i've been super excited about that i got to to watch that today uh and it was a very very good that's it that's all how I long will say are these episodes they were all around 40 minutes oh wow and they're doing like 18 of these 12 of them 
to okay, be okay. exact. Yes. I think Daredevil's going to be 18. Okay. That's Correct. still yeah. like a longer episode than I thought for the run of episodes they're doing. Huh. Yeah. Um, and a season two. We get to watch a lot of this guy. Season two has already been confirmed. Yeah. Um, which is a great sign. The, 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 well, the last thing that I will mention about this show, because I we again, we will do our like full and proper reaction uh, this weekend here um, is one of the things I love about the show is that it ha- in the first three, it hasn't once mentioned the Jedi or the Sith. Mm-hmm. And I think they only mentioned I, I think they only use the word empire once. Oh, OK. And, and and yeah, it's just like I I like the approach that they're taking with this. So fantastic stuff. I will leave it with that. Uh, but yeah, so that being said, do I do we want to let me see? Let me pull up my notes here. There was I think maybe one more thing could have fit in here. <laughs> so, fit in okay. there, shoved in, cram, cram away. Let me ask you this before we do our okay. like middle of the sh- show housekeeping, all that stuff. Do you ever get nervous for some of the podcasts that we do? I don't think I've asked you that. Maybe I sometimes did. I do when I know we're like dipping into a very large topic or like we just read the comic series, the first two volumes of the comic series, Once and Future, mm-hmm. which takes a lot from. Arthurian legend and old English literature. Right. Like there's a lot of context you kind of need before you start reading the book. And then we were talking about how much we didn't know most of what that context was and how many answers we're looking for out of like the things, the mysteries that the book is setting up. Even though, and then we kept saying, well, we only read two volumes. It probably happens later. And I, I, that is like the stipulation of the show. Whenever I explain the show to people, I always make that clear. Like, it's only whatever we can do in one week. So, like, yeah, maybe everything we're asking for got unfolded in, like, volume eight. But we're not reading eight volumes of comics in one week. We don't bank these things. We don't plan ahead. We we do this week to week. This is like Saturday Night Live. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, that that makes sense. I I. I put this question down a couple weeks ago on our list and we just haven't really gotten to mm. it uh, because one of the things I sometimes get nervous about when we're recording the shows is also on the review show when we do a movie or comic or something that has just been dissected and analyzed oh. so much that. I don't really know what I can bring to the table that hasn't already been said or like I, I don't know. Like I'm, I'm not necessarily looking for like a new, unique angle, yeah. right? But like I just feel like our podcast is probably gonna be inferior. Like we, we talked about the oh, yeah. Godfather, we talked about Titanic, and I'm just like, like this is like film. Like they teach this stuff in schools. They write dissertations <laughs> on this. They like you've probably had to grade some <laughs> essay or do whatever you I do in academic <laughs> j- j- journals um honestly i don't think i have seen any papers on either of those films i think once i got I guarantee a, you they're a, out there I, I these haven't come across my desk i think once they got a manuscript about 
really shadowy film lighting as a stylistic choice in general and what it meant in different films. And I think The Godfather was one of the examples they cited. But honestly, mostly they were talking about Solo and how shadowy Solo was. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. But yeah, I mean, that's my point is that some of these things that we cover is so like academically examined that it it just it like I feel like I'm going to be inferior and I'm just like, I don't know if we're going to have a good discussion. I don't know if this is going to hold up. I don't know. But then like at the at the end, my girlfriend Rachel will be like how was the podcast and I'll be like it was amazing it was so much fun like we (laughs) we had a great discussion like all this and at the end of the day I just have to be like I don't need to necessarily bring something new I just need to have my perspective and what I Mm. connected with and what worked well for me or what did did, 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 what did not work so that's Mm -hmm. like all we're really doing anyways (laughs) right um, it's I so yeah. I understand where you're coming from. I worry a lot. I always have since I was like in middle school. I've worried. Do I have good taste in things? Is the thing I like dumb? <laughs> Am I dumb for liking that thing? Did I show up with just absolutely insufficient thoughts on something? <laughs> and like, I feel <laughs> I feel just like such a such a chump talking about media sometimes. Like, what do I know? There's people out there who are like there's critics, there's experts, there's academics. Yeah. There's people who just are deep, deep cinema buffs who see like everything that comes out every year and their knowledge bank is so much deeper than mine. But then I think about how Yeah, well, you do still have a film podcast. It's about a lot of things, but we do like out of, I don't know, 50 episodes a year, we probably do 25 on movies. We do, do movies a lot, a lot yeah. just because it's easily digestible in a single week over on the review show. Like, I don't... Sure, I'm intimidated by people who have a film podcast I listen to, but mm-hmm. I don't know another person in real life who has a podcast where they do this. I am... I don't want to say I'm qu- qualified, but like... I. I, I maybe have more qualifications than any person in any room I personally go into unless yeah. I walk into literally a film school. Absolutely. But still, I feel like all we do is just show up and chatter. <laughs> We're like, wasn't it great in Black Swan when Natalie Portman turns into a bird? I don't know why she doesn't turn into a bird more often. <laughs> more birds. <laughs> um, no, I mean, that that's like that was also my experience experience in art school when i did that like that's what we did for our critique days we just showed up and talked right of i'm just like yeah like i really like the line work on this it reminds me of this one comic that i read or it made me think of this one memory i i you know blah, blah, blah. and that was it like that's all we do mm. and that stuff is useful that stuff is helpful and i i, I think despite me getting nervous or feeling inadequate on some of those those things yeah, like we we actually by having over 200 episodes of the review show, like this is something you can put on your resume. Like this is something that I do. I know how to talk <laughs> about this stuff. Uh like I I know how to do that. I know how to do a podcast. Like that is like that's a skill that you have learned and developed and stuff like that and 
there are people out there who just have no idea that like they'll they'll just be like yep movie was good but I, feel I, like, I, don't, I don't know how else to express that besides yeah. thumbs up it was good yeah some sometimes i'm just movie good and i have a hard time articulating myself more than that i feel like the more i learn about film and the more i listen to like podcasts podcasts from all sorts of different angles and watch youtube video essays yeah. like i feel dumber and not smarter <laughs> like the more i learn the more insignificant i feel and i don't know when you turn a corner on that i i i feel like uh who who, who said the thing was it plato Socrates, like his whole one of them king of right of of just like i i know that i know nothing <laughs> yeah yeah right. but like once i know that i know nothing am i done knowing things what what's step two after that realization is there a step two do i get to that stage and am i just done do i get a, a free ride from then on <laughs> congratulations you are eternally dumb from now on <laughs> <laughs> it is it is something i've thought about like maybe reaching out to like uh, a, a film YouTuber I like to come on and walk us through like if we really like movies how do we learn to talk about movies better how do we enrich ourselves without yeah. being like we don't want to be critics we don't want to be academics we don't want to be filmmakers we're just people who like to talk about movies how do we elevate that slightly yeah absolutely not a bad idea um but yeah that's that, that. That's something that's been on my mind. Yeah, I, yeah, me too. So, good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, I say we take a quick break for housekeeping, uh, and then, like I said, when we uh, come back, we will talk about some of the movies that moved us emotionally, formatively, maybe physically. Who knows? We'll <laughs> we'll be right back after this. <laughs> We put a lot of hard work into the shows that we make. And yes, we make multiple different shows here at The Whatnots. And we'd love it if you check them all out. You can find out more information on our website at thewhatnots.com, as well as your favorite podcasting platform of choice. When you type in The Whatnots, all of our shows will pop up right there. Just don't forget to give us a nice rating and review if you like the shows. If you want to support what we do here at The Whatnots, patreon.com slash The Whatnots is the best place to do that. You can support us for as little as a dollar a month. You can get all kinds of exclusive content at the $3 tier. You can also get a shout out and a thank you on all of our shows at the $5 tier. You can support us on Twitch by subscribing to our channel at twitch.tv slash The Whatnots. And we would love to have you all join us for our live streams and talk with us in the chat. And lastly, we have merch. If you'd like to grab yourself a shirt or a sweatshirt or a mug or something else, go to the whatnots.com slash store to pick up some merch today. And we are back. A big shout out to all of our Patreon supporters. Thank you. Thank you indeed. We appreciate it so much. Uh, you know, it's, it's something that I don't talk about enough. That I need to get better at is our Patreon exclusive podcasts that we do. Yeah, that's kind of why I do this housekeeping thing here about all of the the stuff, right? Um, just like, hey, here's some of the neat things that we're up up to on Patreon. 
this year, Melissa, you and I started the Pilots Club. Uh, yeah. It is our Patreon-exclusive podcast, and I've had a blast making this. Once a month, you and I sit down to talk about a different pilot, a d- 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 different TV show pilot. Could be an old show, a new show, a show that never came out. Could be yeah. animated, could be like the most expensive TV pilot ever made, or one of the worst ever made. Or what, <laughs> like, it doesn't matter. It's a different one each time. They're only about 20 to 30 minutes long, but they're so cool. I, I, I have a blast when I had that. Uh, and you can get that at our $3 tier on Patreon. Uh, that's where all of our exclusive content uh, is. And that show has been a blast. Go, go check yeah. it out. We've, uh, we've only been doing it, I think, for eight episodes. And mm-hmm. we've covered a wide variety. Like the last two episodes we did were the pilot episode of The Shield and the pilot episode of Small Wonder, a 1980s sitcom about a family that adopts a robot girl. <laughs> yeah, indeed, indeed. Um, but but yeah, I I I I I'm having so much fun making that. I think the idea of that show when we came up with it, I was just like, this is brilliant. I love this. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely want to continue it into next year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. I, I, I think there will be a lot more of them down the road. So uh, cool stuff that we've been up to here at the Whatnots besides that, that, that Patreon exclusive show. Uh, like I said, at the start of the month on the review show, we had Shame Timber. We watched The Godfather and we watched Titanic. Uh, and it was our first time watching those, period. Yeah. Um, well, you, you had kind of seen the Titanic, had never really finished it, like all I, of that stuff. I, but. I started watching it as a child when it came out on the two VHS tapes. Uh, mm-hmm. When it got to the flooding parts, I was scared and made my mom turn it off. So that's why it was on my shame list. A very personal shame I've now conquered. It, indeed, indeed. Uh, but then after that, this past week, Melissa, do you want to tell them a bit about uh, what we covered this past week here? I mentioned it earlier. We read the first two volumes of the comic Once and Future. This is by. Kieran Gillen. Mm-hmm. I, I have to make sure I'm not saying Karen Gillen, the, the actress, the nebula, the, the lady from Doctor Who. Yep. Uh, it's a comic about the King Arthur myths coming to life and trying to take over modern day England and these monster hunters who have to stop them. And yeah. they like embody the myths. Like if you live your life archetypically the way Sir Percival lived his life, you like have his powers. You like embody him in the physical world. Yeah, it's an interesting book for sure. Yeah. Uh, the artwork, artwork was incredible. What so a doozy. If, if nothing else, just go look at the art. Go, go, go buy the book and look at the art. It's incredible. Um, but yeah, that's what we did this past week. This coming week on the review show, we are starting our new end of the month, end of the month special on a comic called Kaiju Max, uh, which is a prison story where a whole bunch of kaiju are the prisoners. Uh, And it is at at least in the first handful of issues that I've read. It's really interesting. It's a lot of fun. Uh, It is a pretty neat book. I'm I'm glad we are checking it out. Uh, but that is mm-hmm. what we will be covering on the review show 
this next week. Uh, I mentioned we will have our reactions up for Andor sometime this weekend. Uh, She-Hulk is also coming out. Um, we, ha we have some reactions to that already up. We have about half of the show left, so uh, be on the lookout for our reactions to all of that stuff. That'll be up on our YouTube page as well as on our podcast feed for The Reactor Core. Uh, and yeah, here we are on the Captain's Log. So before we get into the movies that made us, next week on the Captain's Log, we have been planning a fantasy giraffe um, mm -hmm. to, to do like the, the best TV show opening credits of all time. I think we might change up our plan on that just a tiny bit here. Yeah, we we were talking before we started recording about how a draft is a game best suited for more than two people. <laughs> we haven't been able to get everybody, get anybody else on the schedule for next week. So we're going to do a, a similar game. We don't have the topic yet, but we've got the structure. And we think it's going to be a, a much more well-suited episode for just the two of us, like yeah. regular. Indeed. It's more so going to be some kind of top 10 list, but it, it'll be Melissa's job to bring five of the things and for me to bring five of the things. And so in this mixed list, we then have to argue about which ones are better and what that list should actually be. So kind of like a, a combined fantasy giraffe yeah. type you, of thing there so but where you also rank them like there yeah. will be it, it won't just be an assortment of 10 things like we have to decide on numbers one through 10 somebody will win not one of us but like one of the, the examples of whatever win. it is we're talking about <laughs> <laughs> we hope you win we try every week to make you guys winners <laughs> indeed so that's what we'll be up to this next week uh i think that'll be a lot of fun and hopefully in the coming weeks here we can get that fantasy giraffe uh on on the books uh and recorded because i think that'll be a lot of fun too there you go that's the housekeeping that was a lot uh but melissa movies that moved you whether they like incredibly emotionally or were, were formative to you in some way that 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 built who you are as a person. Like I've been trying to think back of like, when did I realize yeah. that I was into cyberpunk oh. stuff? Like what was the, <laughs> the thing that was like, well, OK, I've watched enough to consider myself a cyberpunk fan. Um, I thought you were going to name a more like abstract universal thing. When did I realize I was into art? When did I realize I was into dance? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, that stuff isn't necessarily about like a specific movie or anything like that. Uh, I, I do <laughs> like I know the moment that I was like, I want to do art. Some something. What like is it? What was that. it? I was in elementary school and I don't know what I was. I, I think I so it's kind of a mix of two memories. The first thing I did is I had it, it must have been like like learn how to draw superheroes books. Yeah. or something. I had something like that. I had traced a picture of this iron man like character it wasn't him it was some generic knockoff but i had that it was a tracing and i told people that but they were still like hey can you make me one 
And it was the, this like immediate like people like the thing that I made and they want more of it. Uh, that was neat. And then then in a similar way, I think like a friend of mine and I started making, you know, when like tech decks were big yeah. and that was the thing we made like homemade snow boards with them just like out of like folded paper and like little loops that you could put your fingers in mm-hmm. so you could you know you could just do as much bullshit with those as you wanted <laughs> but we we made them we put art on on them and and stuff like that and we started selling them and like it like people would be like hey i'll give you t- 10 bucks if you make one like th- th- this and like it clicked in my mind of like I can draw things. I can paint. I, I, I can make Aww. things and people will pay me for it. Huh? I want to keep doing this <laughs> like a little, little like that, like this to forget math. I don't need to know those <laughs> equations or all that stuff. I don't need to know history. I just need to get some paper and some glue and some markers and just bullshit. And just like, uh, 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 give me your money. Let's go. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that that was like the moment I was like, I want to do something with art. Um, But yeah, that was that. But movies in like stuff that was emotionally moving to you maybe not your 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 all-time favorite but just like man Mm. that was a powerful movie yeah um what are some of those in your in your life um if 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 you need some time to think i i have one off (laughs) off the bat that i can go and do but there's uh, one i've been thinking of but it's more of a negative than a positive (laughs) Well, I mean, that's okay too. I, I, was I, I, I guess. I would never One of my favorite movies. Homeward Bound. Awful movie. I hate no, <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorite movies as a kid, and, and still one of my favorite movies to this day, is Men sure. in Black. I love the Men's in Black. And that first movie came out when I was like eight years old. I watched it all the time. And I I've realized in my adult life where. I'm kind of a workaholic and I have trouble letting myself relax. Like Mm -hmm. even when I'm doing a leisure activity, I've got this voice in the back of my head. That's like, there's gotta be something better you could be doing. And by better, it it means more altruistic, more beneficial to others, you know? Sure. Yeah. Every time I sit down to watch a movie, some voice in my head's like, what you really should be doing is staffing a call center for teens in trouble. Or something. Why aren't you building a house for somebody who doesn't have a house? It's the Peter P- P- Parker syndrome. Right. I could have done something. I should have done something. Yes. And I, I've been thinking about where does this come from? And I think it's partially Spider-Man 2, a movie yeah. that proves to you, do not try to have a normal life for yourself. <laughs> do everything to help everybody else instead. Yeah. No time for you. Cut that out. And Men in Black, which is this movie where Agent K comes to Agent J and tells him, like, the Earth is under threat from aliens. I think you could make a great agent. You have to give up everything you are. You will no longer have a name. You will not have a family. You will not have a home. And he's like, is that worth it? And he's like, oh, yeah, it's worth it. And he does it. And he doesn't look back. And there's, like, no repercussions from that. Yeah. And then, like, Agent K at the end of the movie is like, I think I do want to go back to my old life. And then in the second movie, he's like, 
I went back to my old flame. Uh, I got like re-neuralized. Mm. I got all my memories back. I went back to my old flame and it didn't work out. So I'm just back in the game again. Back being a man in black. Like it's a movie where devoting yourself entirely to, to the service of uh, justice and protection and caring for other people is like the option. <laughs> I gotcha. Like that's what you're supposed to do is to be 100% like, I'm the company man. I'm a man in black. Yep. Who is uh, James Edwards III? I don't know him anymore. I'm Agent J. This is all I ever have to be. This is all I ever can be. It's bad for me to be anything Corporate else. identity. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, yeah, I didn't even think about that one. That, Not that, that I... That I'm way. like, I still love both of those movies and we'll watch them all the time. <laughs> Spider-Man 2 and Man in Black. Oh, yeah. But I think my brain, still- like... Good. Took them Please. at a weird angle that I don't know if other people's brains got. Right. Yeah. Um, unintended pur- purposes or or stuff mm. like that. Uh, so last night I rewatched a movie uh, that I had been wanting to rewatch for a while because I saw it in theaters when it came out. I want to say like 2017, 2016. I don't remember exactly. I had my movie pass is where mm. it was in like the, the, the late height or like in, in the decline of movie pass, which they're back. Now they tr- tried to e- email me and be like, we're back. We're here. Sign up again. All, all that stuff. And I was like, uh, no, um, but it was blind spotting. Um, this is a movie by David Diggs and Raphael Cassell, I believe is how you say his mm. his, his name. Uh, they're from Oakland. Uh, and holy shit, that movie is so good. It makes me cry. It makes me feel all sorts of like an uncomfortable uh, stuff. It's just it's so good. But like maybe wouldn't make my top 10 list of of like all time favorite mm. movies but it is just so emotionally charged and intense and powerful and has an incredible message and a a, br- a brilliant like delivery method of like what they're mm. trying to get across like the message that they have there is just the, the whole thing is just brilliantly executed and inventive um they did a sequel to the movie in a TV show form. Uh, you told the, me about this. Yeah. The show is on stars. I loved the show, too. Uh, it's a lot more lighthearted than the TV show is, but still gets into some uh, deeper, darker stuff. Uh, for those who are unaware, the movie is about uh, this guy who uh, is on probation. It's his last day. Uh, on probation uh he's been in it for like a year and some change i i i think but ultimately he's not supposed to get into any kind of trouble no altercations with the cops like all that that stuff and he witnesses a police shooting uh they gun this guy down there's like they shouldn't have like the guy didn't well we don't know the entire story of the thing but in the bit that we saw, like the guy didn't pull a gun. There was no like ultra like the police just shot this dude here. Uh, and he has this weight on him, this burden on him of like, I saw the guy that did it. 
but I can't really say anything because it's my last days of pro uh, right like like I'm not supposed to get involved with this stuff so what do I do and um it, yeah it it the w- way it culminates is incredible um but the show is also incredibly inventive in just uh the way they are expressing like what's happening in the day-to-day lives of these people there's one scene where they are moving some people and you see the movers in the back in the background of the shot and instead of just being like normal people like doing all that stuff everyone is dancing in the like they're like popping and locking and doing that and it's just it's this really like it's super creative. It's inventive. It's not something I've seen in another show. Um, and I, 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 I just love what they, they did, but that movie, especially, it just hit me emotionally, uh, last night. And I was like, I need to ask Melissa, like what <laughs> hit, hit you emotionally, mm. um, stuff like that. So that, that, that's the one that I was like thinking about, like, ah, oh, man, so it was- what a good film. Is there like a before and after B, B, before blind spotting, A, B, after blind spotting? Is there like a delineation in your life? Good question. I I don't know if I have like I I feel like I walked away with a deeper understanding, but I don't know if I necessarily like changed anything about my life. Like Mm. I, I, I don't think it had an impact in that kind of way um but it 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 is just a an interesting like once you learn what the term blind spotting means and all that stuff it's just it's one of those things that stays with you when you think about and you're just like huh i like i i mean i i guess so right in the sense that like i'm now more aware or I, I I now see the world a little differently, um, which is I I guess more of a mental change than like a physical mm. ch- change to like my way of life there. But mm-hmm. there you go. That was that one? <laughs> yeah, there there are a lot of movies that have affected me artistically. You know. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Like uh, the movement uh, moments of beauty that really moved me in a variety yes. of different ways. Things I think back on uh, tearfully, emotionally, but not in a way that like I feel like it affects my larger life. Sure. Yeah. And like there's things that I've got like real, real soft spots for like movies that mean a lot to me. Like I've got a deep personal attachment to Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, but I don't know if I'm. I think about that movie a lot. You know, it's it's an important movie to me and like different relationships in my life. But I don't know if I like took something from it philosophically. Right. Yeah. Uh, Another one for me in a similar way to that, I think very formative for me was V for Vendetta. Mm. Uh, One of my still one of my favorite movies. Um, The the comic is incredible. I, I think it is one of those movies up there with like Fight Club that a lot of people misconstrue and and mm. just absolutely miss the meaning of of these 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 things but it it was one of the 
movies that I think was formative for me in getting to like question authority and like why are things the way they are like why do I have to listen to you uh is, is this the best way to do things like all the you know all that's because the, the the book is basically Alan Moore's like guys why don't we just do anarchy like like it is his his argue his argument for that and not not in a like joking way like it is his serious like guy just like we need to do what we feel like don't let someone else govern you only you can do that um mm-hmm. and, but that's also not the entirety of the book mm-hmm. too that like there's, there's all sorts of stuff but i yeah i i think that was one of the ones like formatively it was was just like man there's some deep stuff that young teenage kyle didn't really fully understand but at least it, yeah. it started me on on right yeah yeah something something's also, gotta plant a seed i i had a crush on natalie portman so i like <laughs> that that was formative right <laughs> earlier this week i was thinking about how i don't remember a time when i didn't know who hugo weaving was <laughs> there you go okay <laughs> i'm like I like didn't I remember him in Lord of the Rings, but I don't remember like a time when I saw his name for the first time and I knew this is the first time I am reading this name. Gotcha. <laughs> like, that's the first thing I remember watching okay. him in, but I'm like, I feel like he's just always been around. Yeah. And that's something I think about a lot. Like, well, what's the first thing I ever saw that person in? Why do I really like this one actor? And I try and trace that back frequently. And sometimes it's like, I know I love Mark Strong because I saw him in Kick-Ass, but I no longer mm-hmm. remember what he actually does in Kick-Ass. I don't remember specific moments. Right. I just remember feeling very impressed. And I've been that impressed with Mark Strong for like 12 years. <laughs> and I don't remember Interesting. why. Okay, yeah, that's, that's totally You don't fair. need a reason. His totally name is fair. Mark Strong. The man's name isn't Mark Weak. <laughs> right, exactly. It's not a weak name at all. <laughs> um, man, I'm... Tr- trying to think because the one the one thing i didn't mention like when did i know i was a fan of like cyberpunk because <laughs> because like like i like star wars is not a cyberpunk mm. movie but there no. are certain planets that have been influenced by cyberpunk yeah. aesthetics and stuff mm. like that um uh, so like I, I i had seen those aesthetics i had seen stuff like tron even uh but i don't know like i'm i'm wondering if it was the remake of tron of the the one that daft punk did the the (laughs) album for which is still a great album by the way i think Uh, it's funny that the number one credit associated with tron legacy is you know the daft punk one like nobody's (laughs) like right the one with garrett headland Right, the one by that director's name. They're like, you know, the Daft Punk one. Right, like, I don't yeah. know if there's another movie that is that defined by its composer. Yeah, it like it. It was. It was that. I think even some like I remember Aeon Flux. You remember that movie? I know it's based off of a comic. I've never really read the comics and and an MTV show. Yeah, and I remember the movie just not being great at all but i was so psyched to go watch it like when it Mm. came out 
so I think like, yeah, like between that and like Tron and seeing some of that stuff in Star Wars. And then I think once they started to get into like Cowboy Bebop and and mm. stuff like that, which is which, again, is not cyberpunk per se. But it's, every once in a while, like might have some influence or there's, there's holograms in it, you know? Right. Yeah. Um, it was kind of it, it, it must have been around that time when I was like cyberpunk. OK, I'm going to have to go Google this later. <laughs> right. <laughs> what else is cyberpunk? What else can I watch that will like, <laughs> increase my cyberpunk knowledge? Wow. I'm happy that you have such a specific aesthetic in your life. (laughs) You are are one of the most clear people I know. You know exactly who you are. Melissa, when did you fall in love with Vaporwave? That's what I want to know. What what is the the moment that that it was just like, Vaporwave? I I think I just, you know, like you just see it on Tumblr in like 2011. And it... Tumblr. It reminds okay. me of th- yeah. things like my aesthetic as an adult is that I have a lot of longing for what adult things were like when I was a child. Mm, like, yeah, I don't want to go back to like 90s nostalgia the way I experienced it with like Nickelodeon and Dunkaroos. Instead, I want to watch like I who were the adult movies of that time. <laughs> no, no, like they're good, <laughs> but I like I'm still trying to live the life that like eight year old me thought my adult life would be, yes. you know, which is the, the way adult life looked that. in like the nineties. Yeah. This is why I love like office based things so much. Like when you're a kid, you think like that's like the generic stereotypical job. A job is you wear a tie and you carry a briefcase and you go to an office, you know, that's what a job is. Mm-hmm. But I like my parents didn't have that job. I never knew anybody who had that job. I would see it on TV, but I had no like personal connection to it. But it still seemed inevitable. Like, oh, when you grow up, that's just what life is. Because no, it hasn't happened to my parents, but it happened on all these different shows and movies I've seen. You grow up, you get a briefcase, go to an office, type, yeah. type, type on a little computer. Yeah. Uh and I think that's why I love like officey things so much. Also, you got the and, like powerful like office women of the like late 80s and early 90s. Like, and that was the right. adult thing, right? Which is right. Which is you. Like, <laughs> yeah. When I was a kid, I grew up lo- <laughs> looking up to Janine Melnitz from Ghostbusters and Marla Bloodstone from Gremlins 2. Exactly. Exactly. We've, we've we've watched some of the more formative texts of my young life. I made you watch Gremlins 2, yep. the new batch, which is one of the key ones. <laughs> <laughs> what are the most formative movies or shows or anything that like we haven't gotten to on the review show yet? Oh, man. Um... Which isn't a demand that we do them, uh, but I'm just curious what they are. If there's stuff that was really important to you that just hasn't come up between us before. Nightmare Before Christmas was, I mean, that, ah! that one is, is one we've not done on the show, but I feel like it one that everyone, like it's not a unknown qu- quantity, right? Yeah, um, yeah. Nightmare Before Christmas uh, yeah, nobody says I love Nightmare Before Christmas and anybody else is like, oh, really? Why? <laughs> like, like, we all know. We all know why that right. movie's lovable. Um, 
even like that movie, it's Kazam, right? The one with the Shaquille O'Neal and he's the genie. Correct. Right? That, that one. Uh, <laughs> less formative, but more in that wheelhouse is Steel also with Shaquille O'Neal as he's, who's playing John Henry, the DC Comics character right who's super man um man that 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 was an interesting one like space jam that kind of stuff uh so i was less of a disney kid which i've mentioned a bunch on the show but my favorite like disney channel original movies was like johnny tsunami uh moto crossed that's what wow. we should do one week. Just pitch all Disney Channel original movies yes. and we need to watch yes. one of those. That'd be great. Um, I That is a good idea. My my favorite Disney Channel original movie was always Phantom of the Megaplex because yeah. it's about kids who have jobs. It's about <laughs> cinema and work. <laughs> my two favorite things. There you go. And they're, and they're in like a truly huge Megaplex. Yep, yeah. Like mm-hmm. cinema, work, excessively large spaces. My favorite yeah. things. Uh, D- D- Dragon Ball Z was also very formative growing up. I think Yu Yu Hakusho uh, was also yeah. very formative for me because it, especially like as I, I discovered that show as Dragon Ball Z was kind of on its way out. Naruto was on its way in. And I, I, Kind of was a hater on Naruto for a while. Still haven't watched the show. I don't plan to. I really don't care about the, the show. But it was it was like, oh, it's not Dragon Ball Z. It's Naruto. It's fake. It, it's stupid. It right. It's not. It's, uh, <laughs> uh, but Yu Yu Hakusho. Just because it came later, it was some sort of an imitator right. and not right. just, exactly. you know, the normal <laughs> progression of time when people need to make more shows that aren't just Dragon Ball Z. Exactly. I was like, this is stupid. Why is Dragon Ball Z ending? I don't understand. Um, but Yu Yu Hakusho, for me, I found like in the midst of Dragon Ball Z watching Adult Swim. Like that was like a- Adult Swim for me was like, adults can watch cartoons i'm I'm set for life hell yeah uh and like the the stuff that i remember like i I think yu yu Hakusho, if i'm not mistaken debuted on toonami was taken off and moved to adult swim because it was more of an adult show or at least there were more things that they were like what if we don't edit this as much and what if we do like leave it a little more for a for uh, adults uh and so yeah discovering that on adult swim i was like man anime for adults this is cool and i i I think Mm. that's partly why i don't like shonen anime and manga and all that stuff as much like i don't like mainstream Mm. anime and manga is the shonen stuff it is the stuff for young teen boys and that's cool Mm -hmm. like it, it has its time and place but I like the stuff that is more mature. Like, I, I like the stuff that's like, what's this stuff for adults? Like, that's that's the stuff that I want to see. That makes sense, because one of my favorite anime as a young adult in, in the Toonami lineup, my favorite was always Big O, which is yep. there's no children in that show. It's <laughs> it's it's 
It's just like adults wearing ties, carrying briefcases, having serious conversations. Heavily crime noir influenced and like it's <laughs> it's apocalyptic and <laughs> God, yeah. That's that's interesting. Um but yeah. That was good. That, that was just one that I since I, I watched no, that. Oh yeah, movie it's an interesting conversation. Last night, yeah. I was like, what is the, yeah. the stuff that that has made Melissa cry or was formative? Like oh, all that stuff. That's what I want to know. There's lots of stuff. Yeah. And like there's it and you don't stop being formed. Like that's there's true. there's a movie I watched earlier this year that I'm thinking about a lot and is like now one of the newer like texts of my mm. life you know you always get new ones for sure for sure indeed indeed well i say we wrap things up call it for the night uh and then like we talked about earlier on we'll be back next week for that like yeah top 10 rank list fantasy draft thing i don't know what to call it but it's gonna we'll, be fun We're we'll gonna, name it yeah. we have a subject and a name sure thing indeed uh, in the meantime, though, Melissa, where can the people find you on the Internet? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at WilkyWit. That's W-I-L-K-Y-W-I-T. And listen to my other podcast, Saturday Morning Obscurities, show I co-host with my brother Jams, where we talk about weird old kid shows you feel like only you remember. Indeed. Sam has named it The Draft Thing, TM. <laughs> Thanks, Sam. Uh, if you guys want to follow me, I'm at Yo Kyle Springer on Twitter. And of course, if you would like to stay up to date with all of the stuff that we do here at the Whatnots, we are at the Whatnots on Twitter. So please go like, share, and subscribe. That would help us out a ton. Uh, we'll put some more videos over there if you're watching the YouTube version. If you're watching the podcast one or listening to the podcast one, we hope you enjoyed it. This has been 206 of the Captain's Log. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.